Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcast, and Red Circle. Thanks for listening on a beautiful Friday morning. We no longer have an unbeaten team in the NFL. High school football playoffs start tonight on the queue. I'll be at Green. Uh, the Green Bulldogs host the first round of the playoffs. They'll take on Marion Harding. Uh, guess what else? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Steelers week. And we are going to kick their ass. Yeah. Uh, special shout out. Special shout out to a Cleveland radio legend. Um, Mike Triv, Trivisano, a Cleveland sports radio legend. You know, not just sports. You know, just in general, just a a Cleveland legend. And he will be absolutely missed. (sighs) Okay. We'll talk about the Brown Steelers. We'll get into the World Series. Series tied at one. Uh, We'll get into the the NFL for week eight, but first. In what was set to be one of the most marquee matchups in Thursday night football's history of the NFL, the Green Bay Packers and Arizona Cardinals, with some missing pieces, lived up to expectation. That was a fantastic football game last night. a, a, A real treat. I mean, you're talking about Green Bay Without Devontae Adams, J.J. Watt goes down for the Arizona Cardinals. Man, what a game. Still, it doesn't matter. Why? Because we had Aaron Rodgers versus Kyler Murray. That's why. Didn't matter who else was in. Aaron Jones scored twice. Randall Cobb scored twice. Vintage Randall Cobb we saw last night. I mean, it's just, it was, it was, it was an absolutely fantastic game. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't a dud. I really thought that if, if Arizona got into a, a track meet with Green Bay, that they would just smoke them. Uh, but Green Bay didn't allow that. Green Bay, every time I, every time I saw Kyler Murray, he was standing on the sideline. Every time. It's, I mean, it just seemed like that all night long. Aaron Rodgers would not give him the football. Would not give him the football. It was a really good game, though. It lived up to expectation. Um, I loved every minute of it. Now, do you remember watching the MJ documentary? Remember, during COVID, ESPN 
released The Last Dance. Remember that? It was a documentary of Michael, but, it, you know, it, it led up to The Last Dance, which was the Bulls' last season together going for a ring. Jordan knew that was his last season for the Bulls. He, he, he wasn't playing for the Bulls after that season. It wasn't playing for anyone, any other coach, but, but Phil Jackson wasn't going to play for, you know, was not playing for Chicago. That was it. Last dance. So literally what the title of the documentary is, The Last Dance. He knew it was his last season. He loved the city of Chicago. There's no doubt. He loved his players, his teammates. There's no doubt. He loved his coach more than anybody, more than anyone. He wouldn't play without Phil Jackson. He said that. But this is what I think when I watch Aaron Rodgers this season. I see Aaron who wants to win more than ever. And he, he's not as relaxed this season, not as mellow. He's smiling, a lot of joking on the on, on in the press in the post-game press conferences with reporters. But he's not he's not like blah. I just feel like the last couple of seasons with Aaron, especially if you go back to the Mike McCarthy years, Aaron just looked blah. And now he looks like he's having fun. And he looks like he's He's just smiling and smirking and he's the you know the the discount double check and all the 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 quirky remarks and he's going out on 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 different shows the Pat McAfee show he's cracking jokes it just seems like he's having fun Here's the thing Aaron Rodgers I don't know. California kid might not love Green Bay as much as you might think. But then again, I think he's embraced the city. And and I think that it's a place that he's grown to love. And I I do think that he's got a, a special place in his heart for Green Bay. He said in last night's postgame that he loves his teammates, raving about his team. Okay, He clearly loves Matt LaFleur more than Mike McCarthy. I mean, just look what they've done as soon as McCarthy left. What I see with Aaron Rodgers is Aaron is just like Michael. Going to try and stick it to the organization. I think Aaron is done with Green Bay. I think this is the last season you'll see Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay Packer uniform. And I think Aaron knows that. I think people, I think Aaron's teammates know that. I think Devontae Adams knows that. I think Aaron Jones knows that. I think Matt LaFleur knows that. This is Aaron, you know, I think Aaron wants nothing more than to win a Super Bowl, flip the bird, and bounce. I'm not saying it's a bad attitude at all either. I, I think it I think, however, you can gain an edge or momentum. However, you can gain an edge or gain momentum, then do it. You do you. And I dig Aaron Rodgers. I really do. I really do. I wasn't always the, the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. I think that just comes. I, I was, I'm a big Brady guy. You know me. I love Tom Brady. And, you know, growing up, that was one of the guys that was supposed to be, you know, his, his biggest competitor. I, am, I, I really dig Aaron Rodgers, especially this season. I, I really do. I appreciate his greatness. He's the closest thing to Brady still playing that we have. Other than Peyton Manning, he's the next best thing to Tom Brady in my lifetime. 
But I just sense the arrogance towards the organization. I sense the drive, the grit to win a, a, a Super Bowl. I think he's doing it for for all the all the uh, different reasons that you thought uh, five years ago. <laughs> this game last night with the Arizona Cardinals showed me that Green Bay is exactly what I thought they were at the beginning of the season. And they are the second best team in the NFC. Yesterday I came on here, I said third best team. Give me the Cardinals over the Packers. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. They didn't have Devontae Adams, they still beat Arizona. And I know Arizona, you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, Arizona choked that game away. Arizona should have won. No, they shouldn't have. No, no. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. And and AJ Green's controller died in the end zone at the at the la- in the last play of that game. I see the season ending very similar the last year. However, Rodgers will peace out, you know, and go quarterback the Browns. I'm kidding. Or am I? All right, let's talk World Series. World Series is tied at one. The Braves stole game one and in Houston, by the way. And then the Astros crushed Atlanta in game two. So lopsided, very lopsided uh, starts the World Series. It's all right. Um, Atlanta, see, the series is now shifting to Atlanta for three games straight. And at first, I just want to say this. I hate the format for the MLB postseason in the World Series especially. I can't stand it. I feel like the road team has the advantage. <laughs> I mean, who, the, the, home, the home team, you know, the better team, home field advantage, they're supposed to have, you know, the advantage. I, I don't think Houston does, Okay. I feel like the road team has the advantage with 2-3-2 two, two series format. And I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bitter from 2016. But if you're the Braves or, or in any World Series, you're, you're the underdog. Literally, all you need to do is get one of those road games in the first two. That's it. It's literally all you need to do. You just need one of them. That's it. If you get both, well, you probably won the World Series. But if you get one game. Or two, I think you already have the advantage going back home for three games. The Braves got one. They're going back home. So essentially, because the Braves have the, quote, disadvantage, they go to Houston for two, they beat them once, they're only asked? that You're telling me that there's a chance that they might not have to go back to Houston? How is that any sort of... Home field advantage for the Astros. And I'm not backing the Astros. I'd be saying this to anyone at the one seed. Or not one seed, but higher seed, you know, playoffs, you know, World Series. You're you're talking about Atlanta. And this is why the series should be 2-2-1-1-1. Cause Houston literally needed to win both of those games. They needed to win both of those games at home. And you, you, you're, you're putting pressure on the team with home field advantage? 
they got to win both of those games and then still have to go three straight on the road? Mm, I don't love it. I just don't. Regardless, it's just my opinion. Tonight, Braves will pitch Ian Anderson, and he'll go against Luis Garcia, who pitched lights out his previous game. I mean, really. Last appearance, he was he was flawless. Um, however, Garcia, in his first two starts of the postseason, yeah, he couldn't get out of the third inning. He gave up five runs in both starts. Ian Anderson gets the nod. He hasn't been pulled that early in all three starts. In fact, Anderson has been very good, exceptionally well. He's given up three runs in three playoff games. Three runs in three playoff games. The Braves have also won all three of those games that Anderson has started. And I, I truthfully do think that they get it done uh, tonight in game three. I think they take the two to one advantage in the series. I just, uh, Anderson pitching lights out uh, in the postseason. And Nate Garcia, we, we've seen him get shelled a couple times. Um, I, like I said, I think they get it done. I, I still don't know about the series, though. I still think Houston has a lot to prove. And the Braves, well, I don't know. They're just playing really good baseball. They, they lost to Cunha, and everyone, including me, wrote them off. Um, and they, they took it personal, apparently. They went out at the deadline. They added a couple of dudes. And they're playing really good baseball right now. I mean, really good baseball. And the, they match up well against Houston because, quite frankly, the Braves and Astros have, like, the two worst bullpens out of all the teams in the postseason that made it to the playoffs. They have the worst bullpens. So I think it's a good matchup for them, uh, especially with the starting pitching on the mound. Uh, they both hit the ball really well. Uh, they have no issues moving runners, putting bat on the ball. They're not a home run or bust team like, like some teams in the MLB. Um, but, yeah, they, they put the bat on the ball. They move runners. Ultimately, I'm still leaning the Astros uh, to win the World Series. Uh, I may puke when they do, but I, I'm just being honest. I, I, think, I think the Astros have way too much to prove, way too much. I mean, you're talking about a team – that won a World Series, got accused of cheating, caught cheating. It's 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 a fact. Like not not even accused. Like caught cheating. Nobody got punished. N- n- no repercussions. Nothing. I mean, if there were, I forgot about them. That's how that's how BS they were. But they've got a lot to prove, man. They really really do. And I think that they're gonna get it done in the World Series, but not tonight. I think the Braves win the win the game tonight and take the series two to one. Wow. Imagine if Acuna was playing tonight, man. I miss that guy. I really do. I don't know about you. If you're a baseball guy or not, I am. I love baseball and I love Ronald Acuna Jr. That guy is special and he's not going to play. So he's been out all year. So it hasn't really been hurting the team that much. Um, been playing very well without him. They actually are playing better without him than they did with him. But I mean, I don't think that's a that that that's not a Acuna thing. That's just a um uh uh they 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 caught fire at the end of the season. So if they had Acuna though, I'd be picking them to win the World Series here. <sighs> Again, you get back to back home games. Now your backs are against the wall. I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about it again. I I just don't like the I just don't like the format here. I just don't. 
I'm not I'm not I'm not defending the Astros. I'd be saying the same thing if the Braves were the home team, but you know. It, we talked about this on the Cleveland Sports Fan um network, the Burley and the Fan today. Maybe we should do neutral site like the Super Bowl. Maybe we should go neutral site for the MLB. Maybe that's a that's a good idea and have every all seven games played at one site every uh, different stadium every single year that would be good for fans that would be good for the league I think but who knows I just you know backs against the wall you get three straight road games you know don't lose them all that, that's all I'm gonna say Houston just don't lose them all don't, you want to go back to Houston don't you and you really need to win two of these games or else I mean you go back home and have to win both of them I don't love it like I said I, I do love the Braves tonight however all right let's talk Lakers uh, we haven't talked about the NBA much on the Burley Gunner show here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, but I mean, that's just, I mean, the NBA. So what, what, what do you want me to do? You want me to talk NBA pre, preseason basketball? We're five games in, so come on. So I, I, I'm not going to press the panic button on LA, all right? I, 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 I'm just not. I'm not going to, I'm not pressing it on LeBron. I should say that. Let me say that. I'm not going to press the panic button on LeBron. The reason I don't say Lakers is because when the team was assembled, I said, what on earth are they doing? This is a three-point league. LeBron knows that. He knows it. He had to adjust, adapt, and he did. Curry Curry changed this league into a three-point league, and he adjusted, he changed, and was very successful. He's, he's still playing at a very high level. He... He's he's the Tom Brady of basketball, literally. Like you, you, you talk about longevity, consistency, playing at a high level. That's LeBron James. He knows that this league is a three-point shooting league. Now, I'm not sure if LeBron is trying reverse psychology and try to revert the league back to a big man dominant, you know, in the paint kind of league, but. How is this going to work? How is how is how is Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James going to work? First of all, the team can't play defense. Like nobody on the team can play defense. They're they're all old, slow, can't keep up. I mean, Golden State gets Clay Thompson back, and they go back to being the Splash Bros. Look out! I don't think LeBron's going to be able to beat the Warriors. I mean, they they just don't they don't play defense. They can't play defense. Just old, slow. You got Anthony Davis who dominates the paint. Okay, so you got AD down low, and you have LeBron who's a freight train, and they add Russ who I love, and I I, I just don't think he's necessarily fits in LA. You have Russ who's shooting seventeen percent from three. Okay. He's historically a horrible three-point shooter. Horrible. And on offense, like LeBron, he wants to dominate inside, like Anthony Davis. LeBron James is the Lakers' best three-point shooter. What? That's that that doesn't make any sense because LeBron LeBron needs to, LeBron's a freight train. He needs to drive and either slam the ball, get fouled, you know, step back from 15 feet or, or kick out for three. He can't do that. He can't do that. They add Mello. They add Monk. They've got Bradley. They, 
Not necessarily snipers from deep. Again, a three-point league. What are you going to do, LeBron? What are you going to do, LeBron, when you drive and get picked up on a double team? Sure, you could kick out to AD, but in a three-point league, you I mean, what, what, what are you talking about? You can't do that all game. AD can make some threes. He's not going to light it up. LeBron and Westbrook, you know, very similar uh, offensive players. Well, obviously, LeBron more dynamic, obviously better. But when it comes to, they're both, they, they both want to go to the rim. That's what they want to do. They need who's who's shooting threes on this team. Who are who are we kicking the the basketball out to? Mello? He airballed the game winning shot against OKC. They blew a twenty six point lead. LeBron didn't play, but I mean, Russell Westbrook on an opposite team went to OKC, was up twenty six and lost. Like, I I I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think that's ever happened in the Lakers' history. I'd have to check, but I mean, I don't think that could be real. The problem with LA is they have the perfect game plan, but they're missing the icing on the cake. It would be like me setting up a, a, a theater room in my basement with with big screen TVs and surround sounds and you know the whole bang, but it doesn't come with a TV remote. So now every time I get cozy and, and I'm on the I'm on the sectional and I. And I need to change the channel. I'm stuck. I can't do anything. I got to get up and go do it myself. So, I just don't know how the offense is supposed to work. But, again, we're talking about LeBron James. And he always makes it work. Name one team that LeBron's played for that has not had NBA Finals contender written next to their name. You can't. You 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 actually can't like it's imp- it's it's actually impressive that every single seat since he was in the finals the first year against the Spurs back in two thousand seven every year since then except for the year he was hurt with the Lakers the year before the championship with the Lakers he he missed you know a bunch of games the longest injury the biggest injury of his career other than that other than that when he's healthy when has LeBron James Never been relevant when talking about the NBA Finals. Never. You you can't you can't find it. Went to the Finals with the Cavs, even though he didn't get back to the Finals with the Cavs. I mean, still the Finals went through LeBron. You know, Orlando and Boston they had to beat LeBron to get there. Okay. He goes to Miami. He goes to the finals all four years. He comes back to Cleveland. He goes to the finals all four years. He goes to LA. He gets hurt and he comes back and he wins the freaking finals. Like what? What do you? What do you? Ex- <laughs> what do you expect? He 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 made it work with Booby Gibson, Larry Hughes, and Eric Snow. <sighs> I I mean I they lost Kyrie Irving, downgraded point guards to Isaiah Thomas. He. Dunk all year, and they still went to the finals. Still beat Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> I mean, the guy's just impressive. I don't know how I, I don't know how it'll work. I really don't. I have my I have my questions, but who the hell am I to question LeBron freaking James? Not to mention every time LeBron gets a band together, it seems to take him about twenty games at least to figure things out. The Lakers will be all right. They'll be fine. 
they'll be there in the end. Uh, but but this one, I think, is going to be one of the most impressive championship runs if they can pull it off. If LeBron pulls this one off, other than beating the Warriors, this is the most impressive finals for LeBron. I, I mean, I mean, just adding to his resume. Just adding to the resume. Nothing beats beating the greatest team ever down 3-1, to one, though. Nothing. Nothing, Cleveland. Nothing. Nothing. Week 8's upon us, and we already saw Green Bay, Arizona. That was probably the best game of the weekend. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. A few games that'll have my eye, uh, and, and then we'll go. We'll wrap things up, and then we'll go. Again, high school football tonight, Q92RadioSports.com, Green versus Marion Harding. That's round one of the playoffs, 7 versus 10 seed. A few games that I have my eyes on this weekend. Aside from the Browns, I'll be, I'll be playing close attention to the Cincinnati Bengals. They play the Jets, and they will win. However, remember last year, Cleveland? I know they were missing a bunch of receivers, but Browns lost to the Jets. Ah, Browns are better than the Bengals. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that uh, the Jets are going to beat the Bengals by any means. But watch, watch this game be close. Okay, watch Cincinnati look ahead to Cleveland, go on the road to New York, and find themselves down. You know, a field goal in the in the second half. Find, they'll find themselves down a you know three or four points in the maybe the third second third quarter. Watch, watch. I don't think Cincinnati's going to roll over the Jets this weekend. I really don't. I think that the Jets are going to come to play. I mean, obviously, they've got one win. They're trying to build on that. They want two wins. And uh, not going to get Zach Wilson, though. However, that could be a good thing. I really think that this game is going to be close. I think this weekend, uh, the New York Jets will play the Bengals close. And and I want to see more of the Cincinnati Bengals. Because, quite frankly, as a football fan, they're interesting. You know, Joe Burrow with a bad O-line still puts up 27 points a game. It's remarkable. You know, maybe a little scout action for me this weekend as I as I look ahead for Bengals week like I do. Uh, but, listen, I just, I, I, I think Cincinnati is going to come down to earth here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think they beat the Jets, but it's closer, opens to people's eyes, and they do beat the Browns. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Did I just say that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I talking about? No, no, no. They don't beat the Browns. In fact, they're going to get rolled by Cleveland next week. Let me rephrase because I don't want any confusion. I didn't mean to say that. Next week, I know I'm looking ahead. Next week, Baker Mayfield, no Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, but don't care. The Browns are going to roll the Cincinnati Bengals next week. That is a fact. They are going to roll Cincy in Cincinnati. Like I do every week, I'll be watching Tom Brady. He gets the Saints this week. Listen, if you're still not sitting in front of a TV when Tom Brady's playing, you're hurting yourself. I mean, come on. What are you doing? You got to watch Tom freaking Brady play. I mean, what? I mean, come on. You're hurting yourself. There, there's no chance in hell I will ever not watch this guy. That, that, I mean, that's really all I'm going to say about it. It sucks that it's not Breeze versus Brady, and I don't think the Saints are going to pull the upset here. Uh, but, you know. Brady, Brady kicked Breeze out of the division and out of the NFL. So I, I don't think Jameis Winston's going to go, even though it's a home, but I, I just don't think Jameis Winston's going to beat the Bucks. I think the Bucks roll over the Saints this weekend. I just love, I just love to, watching Tom Brady. I mean, he's, he's truly amazing. He, he's only getting better. I mean, I just love the guy. The goat of all goats. Did I just ruin something? 
don't know. How about the Lions? No, I, I know you're saying, well, they're playing the Eagles. Two similar teams, two new coaches, two new quarterbacks. Ultimately, bad rosters. Eagles are crumbling. The Lions are looking for their first win, and, you know, that's all I'm going to say about it. It'll be a fun game. They will play, you know, the same time as the Browns, so maybe a little DVR action for me. But call me a nerd. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I really, I really want to see how the Lions are. I mean, are they really that? Are they really that bad? They've, they've lost a couple close games. Really did. They lost a couple close games. Played the Rams good. Yeah, they did play the Rams good. I said that was going to happen. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think the Lions are the worst team in the NFL. I really don't. I don't think that they are the worst team. And I know the Eagles are pretty bad, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm, what I'm looking for is Detroit to not get rolled by Philly. Because what that's going to do is that's going to cause controversy with me. And I'm not going to be able to figure out if the Philadelphia Eagles are fraud, um, scumbags, or if the, you know, the Lions are just that bad. I, I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Philly rolling Detroit. <sighs> few more games. That's few. Um, okay, I'll DVR that one. Indianapolis will. Indianapolis is going to beat the Titans this weekend. And the Colts are going to beat the Titans. I, now, listen, I said at the beginning of the season the Colts would win this division. I don't know if I still believe that. I truthfully don't. And I know if the. if oh, well, How can you not believe it? You said the Colts are going to beat the Titans. Yeah, I get it. This one game. And then I know they would only be a game out. But, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought the Colts would be about 500 around this time. And they're 3-4. and four, So, I mean, just, just, just under that mark. And if they win, they'll be about 500. They will, they will be 500. I, I, don't, I, I, I know they're trending upward. I just don't know anymore. I think the Titans will win this division. As for the game Sunday, I really do think the Colts win. I, I really do. I really think that they are, I mean, they're the hungrier team. They do not want to fall to three and five. And, and Grant, not only will they fall to three and five, the Titans would move to six and two. You know, that, that would be just an inevitable start for this team to, 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 to not win the division. And you got to win the division if you're the Colts. You got to. You have to. I think this game's going to be a dogfight. I think it's a very quick game, a very run-heavy game, but a good one. And if Indy wants to compete for the, again, if they want to compete for the playoffs, they got to win their division. There's no, they're not going to get a wild card. They're just not. They're not going to get a wild card. The AFC is too deep. There are too many teams that are supposed to be good, trying to figure things out. I mean, if you think that the Indianapolis Colts are going to steal a wild card spot away from the Kansas City Chiefs, you're just, you're just outside your damn mind. So if they want the playoffs, they need to win the division, and they need to win this game. I think they do. I think the Colts have the better quarterback. Give me Carson Wentz over Ryan Tannehill any day of the week. I think the run game, I know, I know, the run game is very similar. The Titans' run game is not much more better than the Indianapolis Colts. The only reason it is is because they have Tractor Cito running the football. That's it. You're talking about a team 
in the Indianapolis Colts who runs just as effectively. I mean, they they run the ball really, really well. With Jonathan Taylor, you know, they, they've got a few backs, actually, that they're going to use it to, to run the football. But they, they're going to have to win the division. And I think the gap, if they want to do that, they need to shrink the gap here um, this weekend against the Titans. Other than that, I, I just don't think that they're, they're going to have any hope. None. Uh, speaking of having no hope, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans actually think that they're going to come into Cleveland and win this game on Sunday. Something's, something's, something magical is just going to happen to change from January to now. They're calling this the revenge game. L-O-L. Pittsburgh. All right, yeah, revenge game, sure. Um, let me tell you this right now. We're not worried about you, Pittsburgh. We're not. We're just not. We're no longer scared of you, Pittsburgh. Actually, Cleveland, I want to make uh I want to make I want to wake you up for a second. And this may be Brown Steelers week, but this is no bigger than the Browns Bengals. This is no bigger than the Browns-Ravens. Actually, I think that next week is a bigger game than this week against the Steelers. I think the game against the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals are bigger games than the Steelers game. When's the last time you thought that? When's the last time the Bengals game was more important than the Steelers game? Well, because Pittsburgh stinks and and the Browns don't and the Bengals don't and the Ravens don't. So... You, you, you're talking about you, you think you 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 think ten years ago, not even ten years ago. You think five years ago that when when Pittsburgh was fighting for the AFC North with 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 Cincinnati or Baltimore, you think they gave a damn about the Browns game? No, Cleveland, you cared about that more than they did. Cleveland cared about that Brown Steelers rivalry. The, if you ask Steelers fans who their rival is, they're going to tell you Baltimore. This isn't a rivalry for, for, for the Steelers. I mean, it might be now. They want that revenge game, apparently. But listen, this is the way, this is the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. This is a much bigger game uh, uh, coming up next week for the, the Browns against the Bengals than it is the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to be uh, uh, come victim again Sunday. Big Ben came back. Big Ben came back. And... Uh, I think the only reason he did so was to beat the Browns. Listen, Big Ben knew he wasn't going to – you know this guy wasn't going to win a Super Bowl. You know he wasn't going to win the division. They're in last place in one of the worst teams in the AFC. I don't give a damn about the chip on your shoulder. You got smoked at home in the playoffs, and and you, and you got to live with it, Pittsburgh. You think something's going to change coming to Cleveland? No, no. Baker's playing this weekend. Baker's back. Uh, released today that he will start against Sunday. Uh, Sunday again. I said yesterday it doesn't matter. I said Baker case it doesn't matter. I want. I I got my eyes on Treader and Conklin. They matter more than the quarterback. I think. I think T.J. Watt's going to be the only problem for the Browns. And if they can neutralize him, they should roll. Um, but let's talk about why Baker Mayfield's playing. I think that there is no other option for Baker Mayfield but to play this weekend. The entire Cleveland radio market is divided. Half of them are on Baker's side. Half of them are done with Baker. Trust me. I would know. 
you don't want to be the quarterback in a city where the radio guys are going against you. You just don't. Again, trust me, I would know that. Baker has to play this weekend. He has to beat Pittsburgh. Here's why. What if Case Keenum goes and beats the Steelers? And then the following week, Baker comes back and is asked to go beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals on the road and then loses. That 50-50 Cleveland radio market just went to 80-20, maybe 90-10. to Does it make sense? No, because of what I just told you. But believe me, that's how the city will react. That's how the media will react. That's how everybody in Cleveland is going to react. And I don't want to play, you know, I don't want to play QB when all the radio guys are, you know, are, are telling everybody in the city that they want you out. Baker knows this. It, the, Baker knows that this is Baker's schedule. This is Baker's team. He's not an idiot either. You know, he looks at the schedule too. He sees that the Bengals is next week. He knows that the Bengals are, you know, going to be his. That's going to be his. That's going to be his thing. That's Bengals Browns. Get used to that. Like get used to that. Once Lamar Jackson's, you know, once Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens fantasy is over with and they start to crumble, Pittsburgh's already crumbling. This is the Browns and Bengals division in the next five years. So get used to it. Baker knows this is a must-play situation. This isn't Houston. This isn't Chicago. This isn't Miami. This is Pittsburgh, okay? And Joe Burrow is next week. Don't look ahead, Baker. This is a division game, okay? Remember. The first of one of the season. This is the first division game of the season. You have to win this one. Cleveland's going to roll just like we did in January. RIP Mike Triv, uh, a Cleveland legend who, who will never, ever be forgotten. I, I'm, I'm in a loss for words. Mike Trivisano, Triv, from WTAM 1100 in Cleveland. Uh, really the voice of the Cleveland radio market uh, for the last 25 years. Thanks for listening. We'll talk Monday on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and on Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, The Burley Gunner Show.